It's Building Code. I'm Zach Witovich. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle. How are you doing today, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, it's the middle of the workday here at Builder Trend. Uh, and always appreciate the opportunity to pop down in the studio and hang out with my best bud, Zach, for a while. Just get a best bud on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I, Nicole and John are probably up there, but you're close third. <laughs> That's right. Well, they're the ones who really make it happen. Absolutely. Who do we got on the podcast today, Charlie? We have Paul Day on the podcast today. Repeat. A, a, yeah, a returning guest, um, which we always, always enjoy. Um, the owner of CLH Builders, or Crystal Day Homes, uh, here to talk about uh, what they're doing down in Louisiana. So hopefully dive into some some interesting processes and, and building code uh, areas that they have to keep of a particularly close eye on to make sure that their house doesn't blow down due to hurricanes. Yeah, it's it's interesting to kind of hear the perspective of builders that have to deal with different circumstances. We've got a lot of um, yeah that have come here and talked about different things like earthquakes, hurricanes. It's funny because in Nebraska, what do we got? Like, <laughs> we're tornadoes? It's like boring. Like, yeah, yeah, like what's the last time a tornado? You know, hey, like last year, I had to go down in the yeah, I had to go down in the basement when there's a little tornado warning. But yeah, Nicole was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> Let's get Paul on here before we get too far off track. Hey, Paul, welcome to the building. Code. Welcome back to the building code. Thanks for returning. We love it when we have people come on more than once. How are things yeah. going? How you been since you were on man, last? Man, thanks for having me. Uh, things things are great. You know. Um, like I said, we're we're kind of talking a little bit before the cast, just a little, little rainy and wet. But other than that, man, we're we're in good spirits down here. Um, I feel like in Louisiana, know, that's kind of the the default. You know, everybody <laughs> yeah, in Louisiana yeah, is always in, yeah. in a good mood. That's one of my favorite parts about you know the people from there. Yeah, and, and this kind of heat and this kind of <laughs> <laughs> you got it. It's kind of oppressive, you know. You really got to just muscle through it. But uh, yeah, man, we're great. You know. Um, Life is good down here. So, yeah. so for the the listeners out there that weren't lucky enough to hear the the first time you were on here, um, could you give us just kind of a brief recap um, who you are, uh, a little bit yeah. about the business and what you guys provide? Yeah, sure. So, um, I'm again. My name is Paul Leday. My dad's um, Chris Leday. Uh, the company I, um, you know, I now own and operate is Chris Leday Homes. Actually, we're going through a, a kind of a name change to CLH Build. Um, you know, we're actually, we make 40 years next year. Wow. Uh, we've been in business. Um, I started about 10 years ago, maybe 11 years ago, uh, after I graduated from LSU, uh, moved back home and kind of started to take over the family business. So, um, my father, three little girls, you know, five, three and six month old. And, um, you know, we're, we're a custom home builder and home of Thibodeau area based out of Thibodeau, Louisiana. So, um, and things are good, you know, um, we really, uh, my dad just kind of nestled over here. He was born and raised here and kind of got into industry kind of randomly. So, uh, pretty cool story. Uh, 40 years now. It's great. Yeah. That's definitely an impressive time frame and, and just something that anytime Zach and I get to talk with somebody on the podcast that's been around the business, you know, that long and, and has built, uh, a business that's able to sustain all the ups and downs that we've seen in, in the past 40 years and even the past 10 years, um, you know, often that's yields. A, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of insights. It feels like 40 these last two. He's <laughs> like two or bad. Uh, yeah, man, he's, uh, you know, he's, he's, he kind of really set up a kind of a good name for, for the business. And then, uh, we're trying to carry on that legacy 
um, little pressure there, but it's also um, very thankful for it. But uh, that, you know, it, it's it's been great. So, uh, like I said, second generation and uh, still going strong. So hopefully next couple of years, several years will be fruitful. Got to start playing in the third generation, you know, yeah, any, any you're the right. girls want to jump into the construction I, industry. You know, I, my, uh, my, my middle one is pretty tenacious. I think <laughs> she's going to be, she can handle it. <laughs> so right now I feel like, I mean, she's only three, but you know, <laughs> she's, uh, I think she's got it for sure. Well, that would be yeah. a good tagline for builder trend is like, you know, software that makes your business so easy to manage. Even a three-year-old could do Ooh. it. She could be the face. <laughs> Getting the, the t-shirt suggestion early. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and Paul, you were, uh, I know we did a, a case study on Crystal Day Homes not that long mm -hmm. ago. We'll definitely have that that linked in the show notes for our listeners. And, you know, we talk about it a little bit in there and, and on your website, you've built over 400 homes now, which is incredibly impressive. Uh I was wondering if you could talk about maybe some of the recent changes, you know, someone that's been around a company that's been around for 40 years, uh, since you've kind of taken over and where you guys are heading, what's kind of at the, the forefront of your mind and, and the direction you got to take the business. So, um, you know, obviously the biggest change for us was, um, you know, going from a kind of a mom and pop paper, uh, to, uh, integrating builder trend over the course of several years. And, um, and then being able to uh, kind of the business, I don't want to say it kind of runs itself, but the jobs, are, you know, really helps with um, a lot of the day to day minutia. And you can kind of focus on bigger things like, you know, there's we've got upcoming uh, building codes that are supposed to uh, start at the beginning of January, even though Louisiana's fairly far behind as the country, um, you know, just staying in front of, um, you know, some of the building science that a lot of stuff that we practice, but now it's starting to become law. Um, uh, just, just that's kind of been one of the bigger changes, I guess, is going from, you know, uh, paper to, um, like I said, going to a software and such as builder trend and then trying to stay in front of your competition and staying up to date. So that's, that's a big thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and outside of just the normal kind of day to day concerns of, of growing a business and, and you know, competitors and, and moving into the digital age, you're also located in Louisiana. So you have the, the added fund of, of hurricane season, uh, right. which, you know, is, is more than most people would have to think about. Um, alone. Yeah. So what are some of the kind of the most important elements that go into preparing a home for, you know, the impacts of hurricanes? You mentioned the building code. Is that something that you guys have to tweak um, a little bit more than, you know, the additional custom home builder. So um, I'll back up to Katrina in 2005. I was in a freshman in uh, college and um, let's see, Katrina hit and immediately after, probably a year or two after uh, the codes changed overnight. I can remember as a, you know, young college student, my dad just having a battle with the, the, the codes being and finally being enforced the way they were supposed to be. Right. Um, and that made, that was a major change for them. Um, well, way back in 2008, I think it was 2007, 2008. And, uh, that also if you remind you, it's the same time as the housing crisis. So you yeah. had I was gonna say debilitating 2008. Codes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not a whole lot else going on at that time frame. <laughs> and you had uh debilitating codes that were just, 
killing prices of things and on top of a collapsing uh housing industry um you know that that was that was the major change uh so a lot of the preparedness um was kind of done back then and you know we were just hit with ida which the i actually skimmed tipido uh we're only um we're only about 20 miles as the crow flies from the coast and uh, the eye just just narrowly missed us but a lot of the homa uh grand isle which is a lot of vacation homes you know that place got those place those areas east of us got absolutely decimated um but if you go back and look pretty much all the 10 year old houses fared well uh it's a lot of the you know, 15, 20 year old, 20 years older. Those are the places that really took the brunt of the damage. So as far as hurricane preparedness, I guess, uh, thankfully a lot of the codes that we're following now are, uh, we're, we're ready for that. The biggest thing that we have is probably flood. That will be the next, that's going to be the next big challenge here. Cause there's a lot of debate on, we got the wind mitigation figured out, but if you're still at five feet, above sea level is still still a problem right (laughs) and and there there's been big talks about uh raising the base flood elevation in parts of louisiana above you know seven or eight foot which would put entire communities below below uh, the base flood which ultimately means thousands of dollars of flood insurance or no flood insurance and could potentially be pretty impactful you know to an area like ours um, not to mention that all the all the levees that were just built were all built for base flood of I think it's six uh, south of us, and so then you have a whole levee system that is basically null and void. Right, that they spent trillions of dollars on. So yeah, uh, but as far as preparedness for for the our projects now, I mean, you know, a lot of our projects did great. You know. Uh, taken you know my parents had a a camp we call it our vacation home down in Grand Isle and what they had we had just sold it about probably about six months before the storm and uh man it was almost untouched you know and the 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 storm went right over it uh so the codes are are there for for hurricane preparedness um it's mainly just bunkering down the hatch and making sure everything's picked up before it hits because it'll be bad, you know? Yeah. That's really interesting. I mean, you know, it applies obviously to like a lot of the, the markets that builder trends serves. like we have Florida, we have a lot of people yeah. in the Carolinas, <laughs> Louisiana, and mm-hmm. we've had a lot of different groups come on, um, recently about greenhousing and, um, you know, the code came up in those conversations too. And we've got mm-hmm. some interesting perspective, and I guess what I'm curious about is like, does the code shift given the circumstances of like the environment that, you know, you're building houses in, or is it more of a, a universally applied part of construction? You know, like if you're, if you're a listener and like you're, you're in like Kentucky, are there, yeah. you know, are there considerations for things that they need to be aware of that, you know, maybe not for hurricane reasons, but like the code ha- covers so many circumstances. I imagine this is like where the pure, you know, we don't mm-hmm. actually know um, side of things. Uh, it's kind of an interesting area to explore. So Florida has got it figured out. I mean, they're you know obviously they're 
some of the most vulnerable in yeah. a big peninsula out in the, you know, the constantly getting rattled with storms. Uh, you know, what's really popular down there in Florida is ICF, uh, you know, insulated concrete forms. You see it up on the East coast a lot. Actually, you see it, you see it all over the place. They use it throughout the country, but from a, from a, um, and, and I've done a few projects here and it's just not that popular yet, uh, down here. And actually I've got to get a guy out of Kentucky to come all the way down here just to do the work. There's just no, there's nobody here that does it. That's going to be the future. I mean, especially from a insurance standpoint. I mean, I know of five insurance companies that are that left the state, you know, eventually there won't be anybody else that'll, will insure. I don't think eventually it's going to stop somewhere. Um, and you know, the only way they're going to do it, if you had a completely bomb proof home, uh, <laughs> so, and you see that a lot in Florida. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, kind of on the, like when, when you are going through your hurricane resistant, you know, obviously the technique matters and I assume the material does too, about how you be prepared. Could you speak a little bit about, you know, like what are the, the material choices you make and, and other strategies that you can, you know, it's really kind of it, totally impressive to me that, you know, you built a house that effectively had the, the structural integrity intact, you know, it was, Mm-hmm. probably a little wet but uh, yeah so, so you know you have basically it's a you think of it from us as a system okay from the slab you know most of our slabs are slabs on grade and you know everything's anchor bolted but there's continuous either plywood around the entire perimeter um you know half inch osb that you know it's got to be certain certain nail patterns is all these certain and, and the criteria is pretty much the same across the board as an as a nation but um we just have these extra straps that'll help tie in the bottom plate to the top plate to the rafters and all the way through and through um like down in grand isle which is on the coast you know we use a lot of all thread rods that go from the slab through the bottom plate you know, through the top plate, it all connects to the roof system. And it's just one continuous bounded, um, entity, you know? So, um, it's cool, but, uh, you know, to me it's normal, but right. I, yeah, but back then, I mean, there's some houses that my dad's built in the eighties that we'll go back and we'll renovate or they'll want to change something. And we, I'll pull off the brick and there's a little quarter inch thin piece of styrofoam and I'm like, how were they doing this back then? You know, it's pretty funny to watch how it, I can watch in time how it's changed. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty remarkable to, to see that these houses actually are still standing. So right. do you do on top of the, the kind of the custom builds, do you do uh, renovations or repairs as well too? We do some renovations. It, for the most part, it has to be like a, um, one of I try to make it mandatory where they move out. <laughs> right. You know, I don't like I don't like renovating in someone's space. Uh, it just gets it's kind of they're living there, and then people aren't there every day. It's dusty. It's dirty. They see how they kind of see how the sausage is made every day, right. and that that can get challenging at times. Um, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, we do it sometimes when they're there, but. For the most part, I like for it to be like a complete, you know, 
renovation. So yeah, we, we do. Uh, I didn't do too much hurricane work. Uh, I, I did one for a friend and then, uh, I did another one that was, it was a total gut, but the skin of the home was actually intact. They actually, they lost all the shingles on their roof and then everything got flooded. So that they had someone go in and gut it. So I kind of had like a fresh, it needed new plumbing, new electrical, new HVAC, new floors. It was like a new house. So I took that one. And other than that, I just, I'm not set up for it. I've tried to do it, but it's, it's tough. It probably turns into like, well, I pulled this down and up oh, found this and then the next thing and the next thing. And at some point, like you are just hitting the reset button. So you might as well cut out <sighs> yeah. the middleman, right? Yeah. And then it's like, well, while you're here, can you, you know, <laughs> that oh, sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, builder trend change gets, orders are great. <laughs> <laughs> it just becomes a, a lot. Yeah. I, and actually I'm doing a, I'm doing two innovations right now, but one's more of an addition. It's actually, it's on a night built home built in the 1930s. So wow. we added on, we like quadruple the square footage. So, you know, something like that's kind of fun. Yeah, that yeah. is very interesting. Um, something mm-hmm. we've been talking about a ton on the podcast the past year or so has just been, um, you know, the supply, um, supply demand issues and, and materials backlog. Is that something that, you know, has continued to hit you um, equally hard, specifically around some of the, uh, you know, hurricane resistant materials that you need? So the last two years, uh, well, first we had COVID and everybody kind of knows about that pretty much tired of talking about it, I'm sure. But that, you know, that material issue actually stretched into Ida. And, you know, you can talk to five of my customers right now, and five of them were all friends of mine and, you know, hired me to do their house. The storm hit, and I was kind of like, well, I'm not taking any work. I'm going to get these started. And, you know, we got through the framing fairly, fairly easy. Um, and then January hit and that's when things just went total haywire. We couldn't get, we couldn't get all the beams for the framing. We couldn't get insulation, drywall. We couldn't get anybody to do the work. We couldn't get, we couldn't get anything down here. It was absolutely terrible. Couldn't get interior doors. I mean, so it wasn't just for, uh, I guess constructability for hurricane, but just in general, we couldn't get anything. And then that went in. And then I had some more houses to start. And then I couldn't get any framing. Not for, and the framing shot up so high. I mean, right. it was a up until about July, which was not that long ago, it was pretty bad. You know, um, the labor is still really bad here. It's, it's big labor shortage. But for the most part, materials are starting to get to get better oh, good but now i got this like bottleneck of yeah you know where you're so process oriented and all of a sudden you know you just throw all that out of the window and you kind of just take what you're getting uh it's it's better though <laughs> it's getting better but it was bad I don't, I don't even know words can express how bad the last nine months were and it was mostly due to the storm you know right yeah. and then yeah I, just because it's better now doesn't mean that you don't, you know, have the backlog that you still need to finish and, and everything like that. So. Yeah, you know, and it, it's, it's, I was very fortunate. I, you know, met a little contractor here that had a little group of guys and they, 
you know, they were kind of green and I, I kind of had to, you know, take a leap of faith and kind of train them. Cause some of our, I mean, I lost four carpenters over the age of 60 last year, wow. you know, four, four trim carpenters. That's a, that's a big deal. That's a big hit in our area. So then I had to kind of train these young guys. They're in their twenties to kind of be, become the new trim guys. And so far it's been, been fantastic. Um, and, uh, we're finally getting some things done and, um, they're eager to learn. And I've got some old, old carpenter buddies that are willing to train and, and help direct and, you know, and these guys are willing to learn. So that's, it's been very nice. The last two or three months, finally starting to get things moving again. So yeah. Pretty rough. Yeah. That, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't want yeah, to just pity party, but it was, bad. <laughs> I mean, it was bad. It was bad. It was, it was, I didn't, I didn't have, I didn't know that that kind of thing, that a storm would have that kind of effect on an area, you know? And when you, you basically, you can get framing lumber, but you can't get beams. You can't get hurricane straps. You can't get anchor bolts. You just can't get like normal things. And you're waiting six weeks to get some of this stuff. I mean, windows. I mean, everybody knows about windows. I waited, I waited seven months for windows because we wanted, we wanted impact rated windows. You know, you, you're talking about a, an area that's already, it's already hard to get windows as it is. You know, my customers wanted impact windows. They're right. rated for hurricane strength, 200 mile an hour. They're not making them. I mean, they're going to go make a, a billion of the little cheap windows. They're not going to spend their time to go make the, you know, and then you, after four weeks, after, oh, they tell you six weeks after you wait six weeks, 10 weeks, they're like, oh, well, it's going to be another 12 weeks. Oh, you wait another 12 and you kind of, do you reorder different windows and right. kind of get stuck in this limbo and you just wait it out, you know? So. Are your yeah. customers pretty understanding of that? I mean, I know there's not much you can really do, but it's just interesting from a like a customer side of things. Uh, Look, the, I'll the say market's reaction. I, I'll say that every single one of my customers, you know, as and they all have different stories that are, you know, and, and I'll kind of get into that, but all of them are understanding, and they're in worse positions than you can probably imagine where. They moved out of there. They sold their house, but then th things are taking so long, you know, there's really no way to, that, like they have to stay in it or they have to move out. So they're living with in-laws or I've had three people that were moved into apartment buildings during a storm, storm hits, they get displaced. There's nowhere to live. So two of them moved out of state while I'm building the house. And I mean, it just high tension and but everybody really kind of kept their somewhat kept their cool <laughs> during it <laughs> right and that i mean uh, that's also something that just with you being at a company that's been around for as long as it has you just established some social capital and and everyone knows that they're they, uh, they're doing they, the best that they can you guys are taking it on the front that's they're right taking it on the back um uh, we're all kind of in the I, same boat together i would say that that's that's our biggest thing you know because i you know we got kids that are in the same school you know school class you know class at school and then they're you know i'm i'm you know i'm, I'm friends with a lot of them we see each other on the weekend and so for the most part they're they were pretty understanding as long as you just got to be to say the truth that's all you can do you know 
Yeah. And complain. And that's, uh, you know, the, the interconnection of the, the community is, is obviously big. And I know that you uh, are looking to, well, actually, you're going to be at uh, Builder Trend on the road in Denver, yeah. Um, yeah. which is coming up here pretty soon. So, you know, the interconnectivity of just other builders in, in, in the community mm-hmm. and the industry as a whole, you'll get a chance to be um, one of the champions of the event in Denver. Um, yeah. What are you kind of looking forward to most about Builder Trend on the road? Besides you know, getting to meet uh, me and not Charlie in person. <laughs> yeah, Zach That's will right. be there. Yeah, you're not going to be there? No, they they keep... Uh, I'm a data scientist here at Builder Trends, so they keep me in my corner. Um, keep them as... <laughs> yeah, focus as, on data. <laughs> I at your desk. I don't get to go out Work your magic. World. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, what I'm... I'm, um, I'm really interested in is... Um, and I've always liked this at BTU. When I was, I've been to Omaha probably through three times for BTU, um, is, uh, you know, I I learn every time I go, I learn something new every time I go, I know I'm going to learn, I know I'm going to pick up something there while I'm there. I mean, that's a fact, but it's also helping the person next to me, um, or a different builder or whomever. I mean, there's several builders just in our area. I'm really trying to push. I just know that it could help them. Um, I think one of them finally ended up signing up with y'all. Um, and then, um, I don't know. And maybe, cause that's what happened to me. I went to builder trend university and you know, this guy was, I wish I can remember the name of his company, but just was like, Hey, you need to do this, 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 and this. Like I never look at it like that. And then of course, everyone from y'all staff just, you know, so supportive and just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And you kind of apply everything that you take in and, you know, I hope someone that's kind of on the border where I was, whether they're either signed up, already have Builder Trend, or don't have it and need to sign up, or someone that's probably a year or two in it and wants to give up, you know, just kind of, you know, that final little push, man. Once you make it, once you get through that little bitty section of Builder Trend, and you kind of, it just, you just understand it overnight, all of a sudden it'll just click with you making it click for somebody and they can run with it. And I like that. I mean, I've always said I'm coming to work for y'all whenever I quit building. (laughs) (laughs) Cause I think, I think it's great. I mean, I can, I was just training a guy uh, who's just about to start working with me. He's 60, 64 years old, you know? And, you know, I was really, I stayed up, you know, he was over here for three hours last night and he's with his little iPad and like taking written notes and I'm showing him how to use it. And this morning he's like, blowing me up all over builder trial like this is so great you know oh, man that's awesome yeah yeah you know so it's just fun it's fun for me it's i like seeing processes like take way and i hope i can share that this you know that week or that day with somebody i'm staying a week though that's why i said week <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm driving up on saturday and i'm gonna after the show i'm gonna probably stay hang around for a couple of days and find something to do yeah i know so, as the champion of the event, uh, obviously your, your business and, uh, what you've built and, and how you operate is very successful, but your also commitment to use builder trend, um, as one of kind of our power users or a BT champions is, is, you know, mm-hmm. incredibly impressive as well. Are there a couple, uh, maybe key, uh, features inside the platform that you guys use a ton or that are kind of personal favorites to you? Uh, oh man. Um, I, I don't really know where, how to answer that. <laughs> uh, we pretty, we, we pretty much use, uh, I'll tell you the two things we, we don't use, but I don't use the reporting too much or the warranty yet. Uh, but 
every other portion on there is unbelievable. I mean, I, the budget part for me is, it's probably what got me when I integrated, um, our budgets in QuickBooks and man, that whole, and actually we just, we just hired a, a bookkeeper that, you know, so she's now kind of loading up everything into, into build a trend, any invoices that aren't, or any bills that are coming in that aren't purchase orders. And, and now I can sit and even though they're not marked ready for payment, I can kind of just sit at my leisure, look at the budgets, look and see how they shake out approved payment. And she's, her and I not even communicating. I'm just like the dream, approve, approve, yeah. approve. Yeah, and I'm like she knows not to pay it if it's not approved. And it's it really is nice, and it's kind of set it up to where I'm not. You know, obviously, there's no paperwork, and then and my office is at home, so it's kind of important to me for my kids. They see me, we eat dinner, we, and sometimes I'll just kind of come walk in my office in the evening, and I can just calmly review, you know, budgets and bills and as long as I get them done weekly and she's not yelling at me to get them done, we're good. You know, as long as I'm doing my part. So I think that's something to be said, you know, not having to, you know, thumb through a thousand invoices like my dad used to do paper. Right. And, and the know, peace right. of mind of it all, right. Uh -huh. What you just said, the ability that you can you know, pull up on your phone or your iPad or your computer and actually mm -hmm. have a, a one-stop shop for, for how your business is doing, what needs to be paid, what doesn't, um, yeah. you know, the, the, the not knowing is always the worst part. Um, that yeah, right absolutely. There in front of you. And, and we use, uh, the selection processes. we got that pretty much down, uh, down pack, you know, especially even for these, um, for these custom jobs. I mean, there's so much that goes into just window selections and they can get so convoluted just from emails and texts and having a clear and visible, this is approved. This is a purchase order for the approved one. Even though we gave you 10 different quotes, um, you know, the, the window company knows that this is final, you know, I'm just not having those kind of little mistakes. It's nice. And it, think and about it, it. It's like death by a thousand cuts, like those little mistakes. Yeah. Oh man. There's, and it costly. Some yeah. Pretty costly. You know? Yeah. That's when they start to like, you miss the details and then eventually there's like the, Oh, big time mistake that, you know, does yeah, cost you right. 10, 15, 20, yeah. but we, we say that all the time. Oh, it wasn't a big mistake. Yeah. But one day it will be, yep. you know, if you get a window color wrong and that could be a big deal. Imagine yeah. if our LSU coaches were just like, ah, you can do that in practice. And then, you know, they get to the game, <laughs> they forget their blocking that. assignment, you know, and yeah. cost themselves overtime, maybe a little too soon. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm still a little sore about that last game. <laughs> uh, as Husker fans, we're not doing that much better. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I guess the expectations there. Yeah, exactly. Most winning as coach. I'll give him some time. I'll give him a yeah. season. Yeah. I'm not one of those fans. <laughs> I'll give him a season. There you go. <laughs> I'll give him two seasons. There you go. Geez, plenty of time. Yeah. Well, we've given our guy five, so it's going to get clipped <laughs> and sent to the Nebraska University of Nebraska. I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they pay really close attention to the code. <laughs> That's right. Over here in Omaha. <laughs> yeah. I would say, you know, we're get, we're getting close to the end here, but um, one last yeah. kind of question on uh, Builder Trend on the Road for anybody that's mm -hmm. maybe hesitant about coming or, or even hasn't heard about it before, what would kind of be your pitch for, for why they should uh, attend this event? You know, <clears throat> other than getting to see Zach Wotovich live in person, which is a big draw. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, honestly, I would say 
you can read and look up and research all you want, you know, on the computer, that nothing is as good as going there and hearing it, you know, one-on-one and working with somebody. I mean, even when I, you know, like I said, I've been to BTU three times. I've had Brett Jones come to my, you know, come to our office. Didn't he just get married? I think he did anyway, last weekend. week. Last yeah. weekend. Look at that. Right. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So we even, didn't get invited. Even, <laughs> I know. I small, small that. wedding. Yeah. Good for Brett. <laughs> but, you know, just having them coming down and having that one-on-one or even when I go and see y'all at the, the build, um, the builder show in Las Vegas, Las Vegas or Orlando, I learned something just having a one-on-one with anybody. And I think that's more powerful than, than anything you can do. So, if you're even contemplating it, man, just go check it out. And let, you know, it's not a, it's not a salesy thing. It's not, I think once someone shows you how it can work and don't get overwhelmed by the small little details, you know, it, it, it would be fruitful for you really would. Well, and I'll tell you this, you're going to be busy, my friend. When I was there in Atlanta <laughs> and our, our champion, I mean, it was get ready to talk. And cause it, it's a testament Builders yeah. are looking for other builders to connect with and builder trends a great way to kind of come to do that. But a lot of people come and they're like, I don't know how to implement it in my business. And you're someone who has done it, you know? So yeah. you're going you're gonna to have a lot of great conversations. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. I've already kind of, uh, I mean, it, it's easy. I mean, I, I say it's easy. I didn't know where to start. I started with the calendar. I mean, it was, Oh, let me just put a schedule together for my own good. And then I started adding pieces and parts to it. And I was like, Oh, well, maybe we can add selections to it. And then, man, it just, once you figure it out, you can just take off with it. So there you go. Um, yeah. and, and good news for our listeners, um, they can go and register right now at buildertrend.com backslash Denver. And if they use pod 100 um, at checkout, they get a nice little discount as well too. So highly, highly encourage anyone out there um, to go and register again at buildertrend.com backslash Denver, get a chance to learn from Paul, um, maybe go say hi to Zach. Um, and it'll just be an overall fantastic event. Yeah. Otherwise, I think that about does it for this. Um, Paul, it was cool. absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, learn Absolutely. Time, and maybe we'll bring you back on again for a third time. That'd be fantastic. Put you in the three yeah, club. Man. The rare, the rare three club. Man, I think we need to do that. <laughs> Definitely need to do that. We'll make <laughs> it happen. Know. Okay, y'all. Thanks a lot, Paul. See you. Thanks. We'll see you later. We just had Paul Day on talking about his business and everything. Charlie, what did you learn? Uh, learned a ton. Uh, this is yeah yet another example of a, an area that I was very, very um, under-informed on going into the podcast, and I feel fantastically informed after. Um, Paul was a stud. Uh, it's really, really cool to hear about you know how long the business has been around uh, and his transition taking over the ownership there. Uh, one of my favorite things was, and, and this is obviously very biased, but just how much he loved Builder Trend. Um, it's cool to, to talk to people that, you know, have fully implemented that and can see the value that it brings, which obviously is why we chose him to be the, the BT champion at uh, Builder Trend on the road. So if you're going to that, um, I will not be there, but very, very, <laughs> just had to plug that one more time. If you are going, that's going to be a fantastic event. Uh, definitely go introduce yourself to Paul. Uh, he talked a lot about how he likes to help other builders and, and other builders have helped him and it'll be a fantastic community event where a ton of people learn a, a lot. So yeah, fantastic guest. And uh, yeah, I think maybe we do have to get him on here uh, another third time.
get him in. Yeah, free absolutely. Club. Yeah. Um, it was always great. I mean, he's been a big fan of builders for a long time. I remember the first episode, you know, we got into just how, how much it changes business. And obviously really one of those things that I love hearing our builders talk about it. I mean, it's one thing, obviously when we work at builder trend, we talk to our customers and we tell them, you know, it's going to change what you do and how you do it. Um, but to actually hear it from someone who you know, lives it, uses it, right. It's better news business. It's really powerful. It's really exciting. And we're changing the way the world builds. That's the dream. That's um, the dream. So if you do want to meet Paul uh, and Zach and hear more about it and a ton of other fantastic things at Builder Trend on the Road in Denver, again, make sure you go out to buildertrend.com backslash Denver uh, and use code POD100 at checkout for $100 off your order. Love it. We'll catch you next time. I'm Zach Watovich. And I'm Charlie Bertwistle.